0: You can't have goals when they're not written down. Uh, Those are wishes. You can't have a financial plan without a budget. That is the number one thread that I see in any situation, no matter how different they may be. It's that budget that is at baseline that everyone needs.
1: Thanks for joining us today on the Next Peak Podcast. I get the opportunity to talk to some pretty incredible people, and you've gotten the opportunity to listen to some of these incredible people. Today, I get to speak with military veteran and founder of Golden Compass Financial Freedom from the East Coast. Jay Lee is joining me. How are you today, Jay? Doing great. Thanks for having me on. Yeah, man. This is awesome. So in the past, we've spoken to a few military guys, and- They have a great concept of leadership, which you also do. But today I want to talk to you about the financial piece and kind of this curriculum that you've built in financial coaching. But before I dive into that, what got you interested in working with people and helping them with their finances?
0: Well, pretty much aligned with what I was doing in the military, you know, explosive orange disposal, which is the Navy's bomb squad. For anyone that doesn't know what that is, our main mission is protection of personnel and property. You know, I signed up to serve for that reason. And I found that, you know, my finances were kind of a mess. I'm no by no means born into my subject matter expertise. I had to learn that the hard way and uh, educate myself. But it got to the point where I was serving without a purpose, you know, serving to collect a paycheck. And I wasn't even doing my job of protection of personal property. And I kind of had a strong look in the mirror with myself. It's like, Hey man, you got to get your stuff together because people's lives are at stake. And funny because that was, you know, my personal financial life that was affecting my professional life of also having people's lives directly in danger, including my own. And so I got my stuff together and as I was kind of moving forward and figuring out how I could win with money and what are the basic common sense principles that just are not common practice, I was starting to win and I was getting traction. And then I started coaching other people in that regard. And then just seeing that, you know, I was protecting personnel and property, their lives and their property and, you know, building their wealth. And it was great just showing them how to do that felt great. So I just kind of like that took off and I love doing what I do now. So...
1: That's awesome. So yeah, with a lot of our listeners, we're talking to people who are trying to get ahead, either financially or in their career or just in their lives. And as you've grown and worked with other people, what are kind of some of the quick pitfalls that people fall into that you can help coach them out of?
0: Yeah, big pitfalls. I mean, first and foremost is using debt as a means to finance your business, your dream, your message whatever, right. Not having a clearly defined why. And yeah, that if you do have a clearly defined why the moment that you invite that debt into your life, into your dreams, into your business plan, it just gets diluted. And uh, those are humongous pitfalls um, that I see.
1: Yeah. So when somebody starts their business or, you know, like I said, we talked to a lot of folks who are are trying to figure out their purpose and creating their dream, as you talked about, What are the consequences that'll face them if they build that dream on debt?
0: Well, some consequences, man. Yeah, that's, I could go on for for days (laughs) on this, but I'll keep it brief. It just, you know, we want our dreams, right? We want these businesses that we create, you know, either to solve a problem or to change the game. You know, there's a need that we need to, that we need to go out there and, and give a message or some kind of good or service. And it just, when you invite that debt, into that dream into that business plan it's just you no longer own it. it it's not yours anymore it's the banks it's the credit cards it's the investors you know i'm not saying that you know investment in your company is wrong but you just make sure people are doing it for the right reasons without strings attached right if someone believes in you and they want to like donate money to your cause like, Hey, I'm going to get you, you know, I believe in your dream. I'm going to get you into some new audio equipment. Don't worry about anything. I just believe in you believe in your message. Boom. That's an investment, right? Someone has made an investment in you because they believe in you and your message when are strings attached, like, Hey, I'm going to give you 5,000 bucks to do this, but I want X, Y, Z done in exchange. It's no longer your dream. You're doing X, Y, Z for other person. And yeah, it just dilutes your message because now you're working for someone else instead of being the entrepreneur and being your own boss.
1: When you're working with folks that own their own businesses or thinking about starting their own businesses, do you have them focus on their personal finances first before you start diving into the business side? And and if so, why do you do that?
0: Absolutely. Yeah, you have to it's the oxygen mass principle, right? You can't get your message out there if you're drowning. Right. Mm-hmm. You can't help everyone else on the plane if you are going hypoxic. So yeah, you have to make sure your financial life is in order. Your relationships are in order because having a small business is going to test your finances. It's going to test every single relationship you have, like it or not. You know, you're going to, you're going to know, you're going to realize real quick who your real friends are and who is pretending the whole time. And I'm sure you know what, exactly what I'm talking about. Yeah, absolutely. Um, there's, you know, the devil's advocate game, which is nice. It's healthy to have a sounding board but there are going to be haters out there. And uh, if your message is not clear, if you do not have a clearly defined why, and if you're in someone else's pocket, it's going to unravel, especially if your own personal finances, if, if you're in massive amounts of debt, yeah, you just have no collateral to invest in your company. I mean, take COVID. I mean, we're in a huge crisis and you know, business-wise, entrepreneurial, from an entrepreneurial standpoint, and how many businesses failed? Because COVID caught them with their pants down, you know. I'm not going to sit here and, and downplay the seriousness of, you know, what's been going on in the country. But just think about how many people would have been saved if they had poised themselves personally to survive something like this, right? We we don't know that this is going to happen, but you can plan for emergencies. So if you have yourself your own emergency fund and your company, now you're building that up and your company has an emergency fund, now you can exhaust your company's emergency fund before even pulling into your personal, dumping your personal savings into it, which I know a lot of people that have done that, you know, they get to a point where they've exhausted other business means and they're just dumping their family stuff into their, their company to keep it alive. It's tough.
1: It is. Yeah. There's a lot of guys like, like you and I and and Dave Ramsey that uh, people call crazy because we don't believe in debt and you know, Dave came out when the uh, PPP funds were first released and said, hey, don't take these funds. And a lot of people gave him flack over it. And now we're starting to understand why he was telling people don't take these funds because it's never what it appears when the government gets involved. But I look at a situation like COVID and I think this is a great learning opportunity. And you kind of talked about that of, of when you start your dreams, you don't want them to be somebody else's dreams. You want them to be your dreams. And our the way we had structured our financial society, everything was built on debt, right? We borrow, we credit cards for everything. You can get small business loans before you've even opened your doors, all those types of things. And people say, you know, why wouldn't I? This is cheap money. This is free money. You know, and I think I don't know if you'd agree with this, but I think COVID really exposed the vulnerability in that system not necessarily calling anybody out and saying, Hey, you did bad by having a business in the middle of COVID, but maybe we can all learn something and say, Hey, when we come out of this COVID pandemic, I'm going to do things differently.
0: Absolutely. It is. I mean, that's huge. Like that, that is COVID in a nutshell right there. You know, the COVID exposed so many weaknesses in our society and that whole like cheap, free, easy money is detrimental. I mean, It's just detrimental. Think about all the startups, right? That had this business plan in place where it's like, oh, I'm going to start this restaurant or whatever, or some service-based industry like that, where they need to attract clients to their establishment. And then boom, it's like, hey, let's get this startup loan, this startup other thing, this extra help from the government that I, they label it as a grant, but it's, it has payback requirements, which by definition makes that a loan. And then all of a sudden COVID hits. And now they had all this startup, this greatness. They built their company fast. They were able to get a a piece of property real fast. They were able to get some nice furniture in there real fast, some fancy lights and whatever. And then no one's in there because everything is shut down. So now what? You know, they still have to pay the bills. Sure, some of them may have gotten deferred, but they're not making any money. They're not generating any revenue. Yeah, COVID exposed. I like the way you said that. It exposed a lot of weakness, a lot of weakness. Yeah, and
1: it's really sad because, you know, if you think about the the... I hear people tell me that I have a lot of clients that come in and wanna know about, should I borrow money? I wanna start this, can I take an SBA loan out? And I think what we don't realize is those are all monthly payments, right? So it's not just, is the interest cheap? Is the money cheap? But like like you just talked about, if a restaurant shuts down or a business gets shut down, you still have to make that monthly payment. Most likely you might be able to defer it, but it's waiting for you. It's not going anywhere.
0: So at, at some point in time, it's going to, it's going to come around, right? It's going to yeah. come around.
1: Definitely. So if you were going to advise somebody today who was sitting down, they, they came in, they said, Hey, Jay, I'm starting a business doing whatever. I'm going to sell hot dogs on the beach or whatever it is that, that their passion is kind of what steps would you sit down and do with them you know, personally before you even got to the business side of things?
0: Right. I would just want to know more about them, you know, like, Hey, what is it about hot dogs that gets you fired up? You know, because I I love hot dogs and I love a good hot dog too, you know, and that's one of my, one of my vices is a good hot dog. I can put them away like no one's business, but anyway, yeah, I would just want to learn more about that person. Right. What make, what about hot dogs makes you tick? Right. And that'll expose like, Oh, well, you know, maybe they have this ridiculous story about, you know, family heritage or whatever. And it's just like, this is what his grandfather's dream was, or, you know, I'm just spitballing here, but you know, it could be something pretty profound that you would have otherwise no clue because it's a hot dog stand, right? Like what, like, you know, it's not my dream. So I can't, I can just dream about my great grandfather that I'd never knew who had this hot dog factory and he wanted to come to America and do it. So I'm going to do it. Boom. Anyway, but I just want to know more about him or her and you know, what, why they want to do that and, and get into that. Why? Like what, why this? Do you just want to sell something? Do you just want to serve a need? Like there's hungry people on the beach, so hot dogs, boom, there you go. Like, what about it? The why is huge, right? And this could translate to any type of business, whether it's hot dogs or, you know, anything, running a podcast, a CPA firm, financial coaching, anything. And it's like, why do you want to do that? What about financial coaching makes me tick, you know? And I kind of touched on that where your why drives everything that you do. It drives everything that you do. So once once I got that established, that relationship built, and I actually know more about this person, that will enable me to help them more. Because from there, I'll talk about their personal life, which that opens the door to their personal finances. You cannot have anything in life without talking about personal finances. So yeah, I would open the door to that, make sure they're on the right page, make sure their personal finances are in order before they start a business venture. Because I wanted to win, especially if I believe in their why, They just sold it to me. So I want to sign up for that. I want a little piece of that too. So I want that to succeed. You know, I want that to succeed and it it will never succeed if you're not set up properly before you start.
1: Yeah, I love a couple of the things that you just pointed out. One was that why piece is so important. Uh, When I asked you the question, you didn't start with, show me your budget. You started (laughs) with what makes you tick, right? And the other thing that I picked up on was you look for a passion in their voice, right? Is you're waiting to hear is that really something that you're sold on? cuz if you can't sell it to me and I'm trying to help you, then yes. it's probably not you're probably not even selling it to yourself. So let's dig deeper. And I love that that you start with that foundation before you even ask anything about money, before you ask anything about budgeting, you're just digging right to the why. So if I convince you that hey, I I love hot dogs and I'm the best hot dog cook on the West Coast, which I'm not, so I'll just <laughs> get that out there. But let's just say I am. And I convince you and you're excited about my passion. What are we doing next? Are we going right into business finances or are we going to sit down and and do something on the personal side?
0: We're definitely diving into the personal side. A, I'm going to have you fire up the grill and uh, get a couple hot dogs going so, so I can have a little sample of what we're dealing with here. But yeah, definitely going to dive into the personal side deep. You know, now we're going to pull out some numbers, you know. What does your debt situation look like? Oh, I'm not in debt. Awesome. Now we can really get talking. But if, if that debt comes out, and there's a couple, couple liabilities, couple risk mitigation things that need to happen, that's where we're going to start. You know, as you know, my my military experience as a bomb guy, it's just we're going to identify all the threats first. What's going to kill me right now? What's going to kill your budget right now? What's going to kill your dream right now? And we're going to address all those first. That's a priority number one. And then after we get that fixed we're going to save up, we're going to put some protections in place for an emergency for ourselves. That way, like, you know, in the beginning of the conversation, it's like, you're going to, there may be a time where you need to, you need to dump a lot of your personal money into your business, which I mean, a startup that's, I mean, you're not making a lot of money early on. You're just not. And if you're poised though, to have yourself squared away with an emergency fund, no debt, you know, living well within your means and making the things in your life that are important to you priorities, you're going to do the same thing in your business, right? And when you go slow with your own money, you have more skin in the game. You have a lot more to lose, but then you're more diligent in the protections that you'll put in place to protect your stuff. Right? You know, when you drive your friend's car, that's really nice or when you drive a rental, I mean how do you treat that car? Do you drive it the same way that you drive your car? Absolutely not. Maybe your friend's car if you like them. But yeah, rental, I mean, the, the fastest, most versatile car on the planet is a rental. Why? Because it's not yours. And not uh, nice. that, the same thing applies to your business. You need to have proper protections in place and, and not use other people's money because you're going to care more about your dreams and your money than other people's money and other people's dreams and, and wishes and wants and whatever. So yeah, we're definitely got to hit that personal finance hard before Man, we I, even talk about small business finances.
1: I love that. So when you've worked with families just at this level on the personal finance side, are there things that you immediately have seen, maybe a common thread between people that are struggling and trying to get out of debt and trying to get ahead? Is there kind of a common I don't know, thread between them that you go, oh yeah, this is something I see pretty regularly?
0: For the most part, there's like, there's common themes, but every situation is definitely different. Getting out of debt, like the common themes, I need to get out of debt. The biggest, absolute biggest theme that I see is no, no budget, right? They try to do all these things without having a plan. That's like trying to, I mean, sometimes I do this and you're like, I'm I'm an amateur woodworker, right? I just get inspiration. I just like start cutting stuff and screwing it together. And then it looks terrible and I waste so much time. And then my wife is mad at me. And I'm mad at myself and I'm upset with her for not letting me think and get my creative juices flowing. But I just set myself up for failure because I had no plan. I just went in there and started cutting stuff. And you just can't do that. And your personal life, you you can't do, you can't have goals. When they're not written down, those are wishes. You can't have a financial plan without a budget because you're going to make a lot of cuts that don't need to be cut. You're going to you're going to spend a lot of time doing something you don't need to be in. Your money is going to be all divided up. You're going to be using the wrong size screw. You're going to be using the wrong type of screw, and it's just you need a budget. You need a plan, and that is like the number one uh, thread that I see in any situation, no matter how different they may be. It's that budget that is at baseline that everyone needs.
1: Yeah. I, I like what you pointed out there where you said, you know you talked about how this family wants to have kids and they're putting that on hold. It's we sometimes have to think about our future selves. We have to think about, do I care about my future self? And I have clients that don't want to save in a 401k because they're saying, Hey, I may not be alive when I come to collect that. And I say, well, that's true. You might not, but what if you do? Exactly. (laughs) What happens if you show up on your 60 and you can't do the job that you've been doing your entire life, but you made it? You just have nothing to sustain yourself. And so that's a great point that you made about like, hey, when they got selfish and used their credit cards early on in life or used debt or bought things that they wanted in that moment without thinking about their future self, they really were just damaging their future self. And so I love what you're talking about having a plan thinking down the road, when you look at wealth building, it's not just, you know, I don't want to get stuck in in this, I don't want to call it entry level, but foundational piece of budgets and, and that type of thing. Cause there may be some people listening. They're like, Hey, I, I did that 25 years ago. I've got, you know, $500,000 in the bank. And these guys are talking about basic budgeting. Are there other steps that you'll do with folks like that, that are, Hey, you know, I'm further down the road. I still need some coaching, but I'm not really sure where my blind spots are. What type of approach would you take with somebody like that? Sure.
0: Definitely would follow very similar principles because money at the end of the day is a tool, right? It's a tool to get us where we need or what we want. And the more money you have, frankly, the more people you can affect with your message, the more business you can do. And so with someone like that, with, you know, they got 500K in the bank, and they just need some coaching, that might be a, a totally different thing. That might be a leadership thing where like what's driving their decisions. So I would definitely still want to know what their business is, why they're doing it and what that means to them. And then we get into the personal side, like, hey, what is it that makes you tick, right? If you're the owner of this company, you start it for a reason. You know, why is that? Is, do you still feel that way today? Or has your mission changed? Because missions change all the time. Your perspective can change all the time. And it should, you know, but it's like, your values should stay constant throughout that whole process. Like the things that are very important to you should stay solid. Right. And, just do a values check with that person. Like, hey, are your values still aligned when you first started? Do you still hold the same values or have they changed and why did they change? And then all this and that. And then, you know, take a look at their personal side, make sure the personal side of the house is still operating good. Cause you know, after so after so long, you kind of get complacent and then you slip a little bit. And yeah, there's ways to get a tune up. So we tune up the personal side and then we take a look at the, the business numbers after we get that Y piece. It's just so huge. And personal finance is very similar to business finance. Sure, you have more players in the game and you, know, you have like, you got to run payroll sometimes and you have to do taxes, which I highly recommend getting a professional. <clears throat>
1: next week. <laughs> I yeah. appreciate the plug on yeah, that one. Yeah,
0: yeah. But definitely, you know, I don't do that kind of stuff all the time, but you know, I like to have professionals in my corner that can take care of that so I have a good team behind me. So, I'm not wasting time with the IRS and doing stuff I don't like to do. And it's just huge. It's hugely important to make sure, you know, just be a sounding board for someone like that. Like, hey, you know, you're moderately successful, you're generating revenue. Now let's keep a plug going that way it stays that way. We're not oh, we're not growing too fast. We're not, you know, people will want a piece of that pie now because you have some success. So now it's like, let's rewind. Let's make sure their values on par with our values, because if they're not, we're misaligned, should not be doing business with each other because that's just the recipe for disaster. Might be next week, might be next year, might be next global pandemic, who knows, but it's just, you're inviting that kind of unknown mis- mismatch into your life.
1: That's awesome. So you talked a lot about helping to somebody find a why. Why is making a ton of money not a good enough why? It matters what your
0: why is because that is going to show you what you're willing to do to get there, but more importantly, what you're willing to sacrifice to get there, right? And I don't want to waste my time. It's like, cool, you want to make 2 million bucks? So do I. So does the next guy. So does the next guy. But what are you willing to do to get there? So that's kind of why that's important. Like, Yeah, making the money, Sure. That should be a symptom of, I want to help people's lives get turned around. I want to talk to awesome people like Clint and, you know, just have good conversations. I want to go out there and with this product, you know, any type of business, right? I want to solve this problem uh, because it'll help people do X, Y, Z. In turn, we will make $2 million doing that. By helping this number of people, by solving this problem, by, you know, doing whatever, but you know, that whatever matters and it should matter to you because if it doesn't matter to you, that 2 million, good luck.
1: Yeah. It'll leave you feeling pretty hollow. Yeah. So we're just about out of time. I I always ask people because I love to read, I love to grow. And I think a lot of our listeners do. What, what are the top three books in your library that you've read that you highly recommend? And and why do you recommend them?
0: Well, I gotta say right now, I'm just finishing up the 15 invaluable laws of growth, right? And you just touched on growth. John Maxwell, Mm -hmm. awesome book. Highly recommend it if anyone hasn't read it. I'm probably gonna read it again just because it's so good. And just there's probably stuff that I missed. But yeah, that one is great. Boundaries, huge. Dr. Henry Cloud, highly recommend it for your personal life and your business life because establishing those healthy boundaries is Uh, just like i said the budget was key to success boundaries is the key to your like sanity and having those well established boundaries is going to really benefit you in the future and then my third book is the 360 degree leader that one is awesome like no matter where you find yourself in life whether you are working at a corporation or you're um, starting a small business or you're in the military or What, whatever, it will apply to your situation. I promise you, whether you're the CEO or you're just starting out in the industry, you know, there are ways to lead wherever you are. And knowing how to lead is going to be so instrumental to your success, right? Especially for yourself, right? That growth and that leadership is huge. So, yeah, I know I had two Maxwell books in there,
1: but they're good. They're good. Well, he's written enough of them and they're all very good. So I, I don't yeah. think you could uh, put enough Maxwell in the top three. That's, That's awesome, man. So really enjoyed what you put out there. I, I think just to recap, you know, people really need to understand their why in business, they need a budget, they need a plan, which you discussed. If people want to connect with you in Golden Compass Financial Freedom, how do they reach you? You can always can email me directly at gcfinancialfreedom
0: at gmail.com. So that is gcfinancialfreedom@gmail.com, at gmail.com. Golden Compass Financial Freedom, right? And then my website, www. www.goldencompassfinancialfreedom.com. You can always go on there. Just a little bit about me. I post pictures, videos, and there is a link for my calendar on there. Or you can go on to my LinkedIn company page, uh, linkedin.com slash company slash GCF and my Instagram at gcfinancialfreedom. So any and all ways, just reach out. We'll have a conversation. Let's chat.
1: Awesome, we'll put those links in the uh, show notes as well. All right, sir, well, I'm gonna let you go enjoy the East Coast weather back there. Any parting shots for us before we shut it down for the day?
0: No, you know, I just, uh, thanks for having me again and I really appreciate talking to you and just with, at Golden Compass Financial Freedom, just gotta give a little plug, you know, financial freedom, you know, you have to define what freedom is for you. I define it as doing the things that you love with the people that you love when you want to as often as you want. And that's what we do at Gold Encompass Financial Freedom is we walk that journey to achieve that freedom. And yeah, so thanks for having me and live free.
1: Thanks, man.